Thanks for sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. All right. It's that time of the week, my favorite time of the week, the Stone Cold Quarterback segment where we go around the country and I myself look for the best quarterback of the week. The signal caller for North Carolina Central, Mr. Davius Richard Davius. Thanks so much for giving the show some time this week. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, big fans of you. Myself, Kevin Marshall, my co-host, we've been high on the Eagles all season long, and it showed itself last week. We were able to show our ass a little bit when you guys finished up on Elon, winning that game by double digits. Now you guys are 5-1. and one. I do want to talk about that Elon game right off the bat. Now I understand you've kind of thrown it in the garbage, you've watched all the tape, and it's on to the next. But what you guys were able to do against an Elon team that you were not favored over, that not a lot of people picked you in that game, what did you see beforehand that you thought you could kind of exploit, and then after, did it all make sense? Yeah, we came into the game expecting to win, but we knew it wasn't going to be easy. Just watching film on their defense, and their front seven is excellent, honestly. Especially uh, knowing the guys that got on the D-line, especially uh, number six. So we knew it was going to have to come in uh, with our suits on coming into the game. And then just after a week, good preparation and a great game plan put up by office coordinator Coach Leone. We was pretty comfy in the game plan, just had to go out there and execute. Yeah, let's talk about Mr. Leone. I love what he's been able to dial up for you guys. What's your guys' relationship like on the field come Saturdays and during the week of practice and then off the field? What kind of guy is he? <laughs> he's a great guy, honestly. Loves ball, loves football. So <laughs> he can never get enough of it as far as just watching film and just breaking down defenses. But as far as like the player-coach relationship, it's excellent. He just gave me the freedom to go out there and do what I do. And then also just have the freedom and the comfortability to trust my judgment as far as uh, having some type of input as far as play calling. He'll ask me before every game, a couple of days before every game, he always asks me to send my top 10 and then just make sure I'm good with the call sheet and stuff. And if there's players that I don't like, he knows not to call them. There's just outside of uh, football, he's a hell of a guy. Just really considering, we don't had a couple of conversations as far as just like man to man, and then just knowing who he is as a person, just is a lot. Yeah, having those conversations man to man, I think is pretty important. And your guys' relationship, it's pretty evident. The smiles and the celebration, the dance move, everything you guys got going, it's all working well for you. The vibes in the facility after an Elon win like that, what are they like? Is the confidence level one through ten? What number would you give you guys right now? Uh, I mean, I'll. Confidence always been pretty high because we know what kind of offense we have, what kind of team that we have, and the culture that we built. As long as we go out there and just do what we are coached to do and just execute, we can feel like we just do anything. So, I mean, coming off great win, entering the top 10 in the uh, rankings, and then just being the top 25 team, uh, just heading in with heads high, but just knowing that uh, the job's not finished. What we just did in the past five to six weeks, that mean nothing as far as what we would like to be at the end of the season. So now it's just really time to lock in a little bit more heading into conference play. Yeah, speaking of your confidence level, you just said it was really high, and I would imagine after stringing together a few wins that you guys have, one in September 30th against Campbell, um, I don't even know how to describe that game. Just crazy? Insane? I, those are the two words that I'd go with, get that thing done in OT. 49-48, and then Elon last week, 34-23. Truthfully, truthfully. And you can say hell no if that's the answer, but did those any of those results, or at least one of those results, surprise you at all? Uh... Probably the Campbell game, if anything, just how it played out. They ended up jumping out on us early, getting like a 21-point lead. But it's not surprising that we came back to me that uh, how we did, just the fact that it went to overtime was like the most surprising thing about me. But, <laughs> but yeah, we already knew going into that game that they had a good defense, but on top of that, they had an excellent offense that was going to put up points. They've just been putting up points all season. So we emphasized that we were going to have to do the same thing and match uh, their points 
as far as you know, make them. That's our energy. And just go in, go into the game, score a lot of points, and defense was going to do what they do. They picked it up in the second half, held them to a couple stops, made them play, and then we just had to capitalize and, yeah. and the results every stuff. I was hoping your answer was the Campbell game because I wanted to touch on that. Uh, you find yourself in the hole pretty early, just kind of uncharacteristic mistakes, kind of coming out. I don't want to say lackadaisical, but just not your guys' normal self. What did Trey Oliver tell you guys at halftime to keep you all locked in and knowing that you guys could definitely pull this game out? What were some of the words of encouragement? Just one of his models that uh, we kind of just say every day or anytime things get bad. When something good happens, keep playing. When something bad happens, keep playing for 60 minutes or however long it takes. So going into the halftime talk, we just uh got a, I believe the interception was before halftime and we just scored. Yeah. So they always emphasize the middle eight of a game is when the biggest swings happen. And then just going into halftime with that happening, you know, we came back out and getting the ball. He was just saying, just don't take take your foot off the gas. Just keep going. Uh, a question I always love asking quarterbacks I played quarterback myself, and, and I know this to be a fact. When you pull up on summer workouts, when you're finally getting things rolling, there's typically some new swag in your locker, new T-shirts, new shorts, new kicks, all that stuff. On the back of your T-shirts or the front of your T-shirts, what did Coach Trey Oliver put on there? What's the motto you guys are rocking with this year? Oh, yeah, Coach Overskeen. <laughs> Coming in back in 2019, when he first started, he always said he was going to build up a coach. Like, we was in it for the long run, knowing that it, was, it wasn't going to be easy. So we always try to we always say coach over scheme just because at the end of the day, it's not really about what you put on the paper or what kind of plays you draw up. It's always about like the players and they them going out there executing as far as football wise, and then just carry on to just outside of football as far as academics and uh, social life and stuff like that. Being a man of character and just emphasize the coach over scheme because scheme can always fall down, but as long as you got those deep values, those roots, that foundation, it won't be hard to get back to the good spot. Listen, culture over scheme is one of the hardest ones I've heard all year. I ask every single quarterback, hey, what's your guys' motto been this year? I can tell you straight up, culture over scheme has got to be my favorite this year. There's another game that you guys played that I want to touch on. Again, sorry to keep harping on the past, but a lot of people need some of these answers, right? They need to know which direction you guys are heading in and definitely what the signal caller has to say about it. But you guys took on a top 25 team in the country in UCLA. No easy task. Ended up losing that one 59-7. to The good and the bad things. Just overall, what did you guys learn about yourselves? Uh, yeah, definitely was a tough loss. But coming in, watching film, when we got back, just came to a realization that they played a good game, but they didn't beat us. We was beating ourselves as far as just, like, making those errors as far as missed throws or missed routes or anything else, breaking down your protection. So anytime we come on film and watch it, we always try to find what we can do better and just came to a realization, like, the only people that can beat the Eagles is the Eagles. So try to just live and learn from that experience. Yeah, and you definitely lived and learned, right? Because following that loss, dropped 45 on Mississippi Valley State, dropped a 50-piece on Campbell, and 34 on Elon. Just awesome stuff. Hey, there's a certain question that I needed to jam in here. I think this was the one that we were being asked the most, right? When I when I hollered at a few people about, hey, I'm having Davies on the show, is there anything that you want me to ask him? Is there anything that you think the HBCU community and just the FCS audience in general want to hear about Davies? And there was one that I thought was really interesting that was in the DMs, and it said, with a lot of big-time players, from HBCUs making the jump to FBS after winning all the awards the MEAC championship and the Celebration Bowl did you ever consider going FBS? Uh, honestly yeah I mean I'm not going to say a lot and say I didn't uh, I mean every kid's dream is all to go play at the favorite college they grew up yeah. watching or like stuff like that and just knowing I had the opportunity to do so but ultimately didn't choose to do so because just sat down and just thought about it. And one of the biggest things 
that uh, made me stay was just the people around here as far as my teammates and the coaches and the school environment and all that. It was like, do I really want to put that risk into jeopardy going to a new facility, new school, mm-hmm. having a restart knowing it's my last year and stuff like that? Or do I kind of just stick it out with these guys knowing we had some uh, hiccups as far as the O-line-wise, that as far as people leaving and people graduating? or So ultimately, it was just like knowing what I had here as far as my teammates. They wanted the, really the biggest reason I stayed uh, just been th- through those hard times with them as far as, like, from freshman year to here, like, me and um, Mookie, Mookie Kari, we came in at the same time and just knowing what we've been through, all the ups and downs, all the heart-to-heart conversations we had outside of him, just other teammates also. It was like, I mean, this is home. So it was like, it was. I really have no reason to leave. This is home, says Davies Richard. Hey, hey, super. Super job there. I think that's really transparent. I think kids at your age, right, you don't know how to handle a question like that, and you just hit a home run right there. I love it. And you talked about this being home, and you talked about what you guys have intact right now and some of those plans. Let's talk about those plans. The ultimate goal, what is it this season? The repeat. Want to end the season back in Atlanta, hopefully raising that trophy up again at the end of the game with the confetti falling down. It's always been a goal, and it's just getting closer and closer now, heading into conference play. I love it. I love it. Hey, I want to ask you a little bit about your game. Typically, I save these for last, right? Because when I bring a quarterback on, everyone says, oh, here we go. They're going to get to talk about themselves. Don't just going to ask X's and O's question that nobody really understands. So I saved it for kind of the end of the interview. You happy with where your game's at right now? I, watching the Elon game, man, it's just ridiculous what you've been able to put on display and how much fun it seems like you're having every time, not only when you find Pater, but the little things, right? Just converting third and fours. Like, you're in a rhythm right now. Last week, 21 to 35, a buck 70 in the air, found pay dirt one with your arm and then with your legs 11 carries 114 yards and three tds do you feel like your game's in the best place it's been in your career right now really just trying to get better each week if anything like if i just say honestly i'm not almost i'm not happy but i just know i can do better so i'm just taking it day by day trying to get better each and every practice, each and every snap I get, and it just hopefully continue to build on the past performances that I did. That's well said right there. Just You didn't even give me an initial yes because you feel like your game can go higher. Makes a lot of sense. It's an answer, again, I don't think somebody your age is able to give all the time, so respect that. Hey, I was having a chat with Joshua Sims of HBCU Nightly earlier, and and I saw the interview you did with him post-game and whatnot, and I'm like, damn, this kid's well-spoken. I hadn't really heard you in interviews. I can catch you on some of the post-game stuff, and I'm glad we finally got you on the show. But he had something really, really dope to say and he talked about this kid Davius is an ambassador for HBCU schools. He's so well-spoken, and he does it week in and week out, and he carries himself like a grown-ass man. If somebody were to tell you, hey, you are the ambassador for HBCUs right now in 2023, your first feeling, your first thoughts when you hear something like that is what? Uh, first thought, man, shout out to Joshua. <laughs> that's, that's my guy. Uh, he went to Central also, so we got a good relationship. But to hear those is the first word, probably be a blessing just like man it's hard like god just for putting me in the position that where i'm at today if you'd ask me either my freshman year or back in high school if i would have pictured myself being why i am today i would have said no as far as football wise because i wasn't really wasn't really looking too far ahead in the future i was kind of just happy to be in college and stuff like that so it's definitely a blessing and an honor to even be in that consideration knowing all the excellent players that hbcu have 
from offensive-wise, defensive-wise, and the different conferences and stuff like that. Hey, having a chat here with Davies Richard, the signal caller for North Carolina Central. I'm going to start quoting it, the ambassador of HBCU football right now in 2023. I think what you've been able to do and how many people have been able to take notice, there's really no dispute in that. Davies, like I had said when you first came on, I cannot thank you enough for your time. North Carolina Central takes on Morgan State next Thursday. They're chilling this Saturday, folks. They're chilling this Saturday. No football to watch. Taking on Morgan State, kicking off MEAC football. This is Thursday, 7.30 kick. Kind of primetime spot for you guys. Have you guys started breaking down some of that tape yet? Are you excited for that matchup? Do you like your guys against Morgan State? Yeah, I like my guys against anybody. But yeah, we uh, really haven't dug too deep into Morgan State. Really just been trying to get better as far as like seeing what we need to fix heading into uh, this bye week as far as what we can fix and as far as team-wise. But, yeah, I'm excited for the matchup, man, going against a good Morgan State defense. Uh, those guys, then, defensive-wise, just been creating turnovers and doing what they need to do on that side of the ball. So it's definitely going to be a great matchup. And then just having, going to uh, media day before in, like, July, having me meet some of the guys around the conferences as far as the team-wise. So now I can kind of make, make it a little bit personal, knowing I met Lawrence, the uh, linebacker, and had talked it up with him at, in Virginia, so now converting those third downs and scoring touchdowns gotta be kind of just like a, a rub on the head towards him, and I know he's going to go out there and do his thing against me and try to rub it in my face. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. To quote Mr. Davis, Richard says, I like my guys over anybody. And to quote Stone Lebanowitz here at FCS Nation, I like North Carolina Central over anybody. I'm going to continue to pick them, not only because of Davis, but the rest of the squad and what head coach Trey Oliver has going for the boys. Hey, give Davis a follow on Twitter at Davis Richard. Davis, again. For the last time, I can't thank you enough for giving the show some time this week. Go kick some ass against Morgan State. We'll be rooting for you guys. I appreciate the love, man. 